but I really want us to really think about um, prayer. And I want you guys to be able to look at prayer from a biblical perspective. And many times, um, prayer can be taught from these other points of view where it's about your conversation with Jesus or uh, your communion with Christ or these kinds of things. And communion would be more an appropriate thing. Uh, But um, I want us to really understand how God has called us and has has given us a sacrament of prayer, okay, Um, that we should be praying, as, as Paul states in the scriptures, continually. The question is, how do we pray? Can we pray? Um, so before we do anything, we need to define prayer. And so I know I'm, going about, I'm about to pray again and ask God to guide our conversation through this. Um, but there is a clear model for prayer. And so we will be doing some very um, purposeful, expository uh, preaching through this as we expound, as we exegete these truths, I want you to make sure that you're spending time getting what's being said here and not overlooking it because you guys, because we've been taught by some other means that prayer is this or that. I want you to see what Jesus says about it. So, Father, I want to thank you so much that you are the awesome and mighty God. I'd ask you, Lord, that you would guide our conversation. Lord, that you're, as we come before you and seek the manna, spiritual manna and the spiritual water, everlasting water. Lord, as a deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you, that you would please, Lord, provide for us all that we need for our spiritual health, that we are alive in Christ, and that we have a responsibility to continue to walk in holiness and to love you supremely, Um, that we would love others by forgiving them, and that we would commit to honoring you in our prayer life. And really understand what you have given us here in the Lord's Prayer, or as they would, as as been as as has been taught that this is the Lord's Prayer, uh, that you, this is really a model for us to live by as we as we um, worship and honor you in meeting with you, Lord. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name, Amen. What is prayer? So the word prayer <laughs> from the beginning, you know, you're like you got to do one of these Greek words, don't you? Yes, because it's literally the only word that Jesus uses or that really the, Old, the New Testament even describes um, as prayer. What is prayer? And it's prosukomai. Prosukomai is the word for prayer. Prosukomai has two words within it. First one is pros, which means to be near or to come before. So when you're thinking about prayer, you are coming near or coming before God. That's what it's about. The word ukomai is the word pray, will, or wish. You're like, God doesn't do wishes. Well, God does give us the desires of our heart if there are certain things we do. But the point is, I think the most important word here in ukomai is the word will. Whose will are you seeking in prayer? Have we we ever thought about prayer from this perspective? I think we're going to have a very clear, distinct understanding of prayer when 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 you look at prayer from this perspective. Okay? 
prosukomai, to come near according to the will of God. Many have said, including me, that it's communication with God or conversation with God, and all that's true. There is some type of communication with God. Now, God speaks to us through his word, right? Um, And we speak to him in our hearts uh, as the Holy Spirit prays for us because we ought we pray as we, uh, we, we really don't know how to pray well, I'll put it that way, okay? And so it's very important that we understand that there is this idea that prayer is this communication, but it's so much more than that. Prayer is so much more than that. The doctrine of prayer, and here's the definition, um, the doctrine of prayer is a means of grace offered according to the will of God expressed in accordance with his word. Wow. When you think of prayer, many think, well, I can come to God and just ask whatever I want. Right? One, it's a fast food restaurant. Just go in, give me a Big Mac, large fry, and a Coke, and just leave. That's the way they look at God. But it's more than, it's not that at all. This is not a one-stop shop to get your stuff, get the stuff you want. Okay? This is a, a, uh, a means of grace offered according to the will of God, expressed in accordance with his word. If you want your prayers to be answered, then you need to do it according to his word. Prayer is the language of the soul. John John Calvin said, opening up of our hearts before God. That's prayer. Prayer is so much more than just having having a conversation. Prayer reveals more about your heart than the wallet in your back pocket or in your purse. You're like, ooh. When you think about prayer, you know, when you think about uh, your treasures, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Well, prayer has a tendency to show even more about the reality of, your, of the condition of your heart. And we, <laughs> many of you may be convicted after this, after this, to be honest with you. It's quite revealing. So, when we, so if I want to sit and pay, t- I listen to you guys pray. I listen to every, all of our people pray. And some people are just way off. They just don't get it. And it may be because it's, it's not being taught from a biblical perspective. There's not a, a good understanding of prayer or that we, we've taken prayer and we've modeled prayer and we've repl- replicated prayer in such a way that now people pray in this kind of way and they miss the whole point of prayer. It's, quite, it's kind of amazing. We will clarify this in John 17 because we will end this whole series with john 17 the real lord's prayer and you'll see that jesus uses this model even in that prayer okay during these next few weeks we'll examine what scripture has to say about prayer how why what and when we should pray prayer is about aligning ourselves with god's will not our own Prasukamai, Matthew 26, 36. Just to give you a clear understanding that this is absolutely true, turn to Matthew chapter 26. Now, if, as you guys are turning there, and I'm turning there, Matthew 20, we're going to go along a little journey. Since this is more of an expository um, um, topic of specifically prayer, 
going to be a little bit of walking, but I will clarify these scriptures very clearly so you understand them. So, in chapter 26, Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he has brought his disciples with him, and they are there to, uh, to, as Jesus goes and prays to the Father. Verse 36 says, chapter 26, verse 36 of Matthew, Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he says who had said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and trembled. And he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. So Jesus, is, Jesus knows his time has come to an end. And that there is a payment that must be paid. And he realizes this is the moment that he has been talking about. So he goes to pray. And you're going to see why. Verse 39. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, he fell on his face and prosukamai. My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. What do you notice that Jesus does immediately? He reorients his will. Prayer reorients your will. It places your heart in the place it's supposed to be. So when Jesus goes before the Father, it's to, it's to reset his mind to be in communion with Christ, with, with the Father, sorry. Now, very simple truth there, isn't it? Turn to Luke chapter 11. So Jesus is brought to this moment with his disciples. And they've seen him pray several times. They've seen him go off and pray, and he'd come back, and they've seen him pray before people. I want you to notice this. Look what it says in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. We're going to do 1 through 4. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Do you see that? How many times have we watched Hollywood? Jesus goes off and he comes back and his disciples say, Hey, teach us to pray. No, it's more than that. He's literally, they literally just got done watching him pray. They've heard him pray. And they're like, I want to pray like that. How do we do that? (laughs) Right? And so, they ask him the question. Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. How do we pray like that? We have to assume that 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 might be exactly why they're thinking, will you teach us to pray? And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, 
hallowed be your name. That word hallowed is the word holy. Father, holy is your name. This is what he's saying. Abba, holy is your name, Yahweh. The name of Yahweh is holy. Your, your Abba, holy. Your kingdom come. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. What do you see about this particular prayer? That the disciples are wondering, how do we pray like that? Teach us to pray. And what, what you notice here is this is a reorientation of their heart. I will clarify this in Matthew. Principle number one, God knows the intent of the heart. God knows the intent of the heart. A person always does what's in the heart. You are what you are. If you are a flesh, you're flesh, and if you're a spirit, you're spirit. How do we know that? Because Jesus even tells you. It's not what goes into a man's mouth and into his stomach that makes a man unclean. It's what comes from his heart and out of his mouth that makes a man unclean. What makes you think if we have conversations with each other in a way that's dishonoring the Lord, what makes you think that you're honestly going to be able to go to God in prayer and you're not going to say something foolish? Here you go. You ready? Matthew chapter 6. Turn there. Just to clarify this truth, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 through, five through 6. And notice, notice what he says. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogue and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. How many of you guys would like look at certain individuals on TV or particular preachers or whatever and you would go, yo, they're prayer warriors, man. They, they know how to pray. I could probably pick out a couple. But I have a tendency to throw those people under the bus quite a bit. You already know, see? I don't even got to talk. I just did but you guys know who they are. You would say, that's for prayer. They know how to pray. Man, they're calling down. They're calling out demons. Yeah, they have no idea what prayer is. No idea. Why? Because they pray according to the flesh. They pray for what they can get. Not praying that they will reorient themselves before a living and holy God. But notice what Jesus says in verse 6. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. In other words, don't be like the hypocrites who pray for everyone to see so that they can be, so that they can be um, told, hey, you look, you pray Amazing. Your words are amazing. I wish I could pray like you. No, Jesus says the opposite. Why don't you close the door and pray? 
And when your father who sees in secret what you've done, he will reward you in secret. There are many men and women who are in jail in other countries because of their faith. They, don't, they can't go to a secret room, but they can go into the secret room of their heart. Have you ever thought about that? That the secret room is the secret room of your heart. And what reward do we get the conformity of Jesus what more of a reward do you want? Do you think that the reward that you get because you prayed a certain prayer is going to be money in your pocket or your bills paid? Or is it conforming me into the image of a son? What more of a reward do you desire? God's will for you is to pray knowing God knows your need. That's the principle. Many professing believers pray like the idolaters, begging for an answer as if God is a lifeless idol. It's one of the things that drives me nuts. Just praying. Just a just a blah, blah, blah. As if God is some lifeless idol. They beg as if God hasn't already t- taken care of their needs. Matthew 6, 7 through 8 says, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. I want you to notice something. Go to 1 Kings chapter 18. Many of you probably know this little scripture. Chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18. Verse 22. It's about Elijah. Interesting, because this is exactly what Jesus is talking about. He says, Then Elijah said to the people, I, even I only, am left a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let two bulls be given to us, and let them choose one bull for themselves, and cut it into pieces, and lay it on the wood, and put no fire to it. And I will prepare the other bull, and lay it on the wood, and put no fire to it. And you call on the name of your God, and I will call upon the name of the Lord, Yahweh. And Elohim, who answers by fire, he is Elohim. And all the people answered, It is well spoken. Then Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose for yourselves one bull and prepare it first, for you are many, and call upon the name of your God and put no fire to it. And they took the bull that was given to them, and they prepared it and called upon the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, answer us. 
all day. Oh, Baal. Oh, Lord. Take it away. Oh, Lord, answer our prayer. As if the God of all creation is a lifeless idol like Baal. When the scripture clearly says that God already knows what your need is before you ask him, why don't you come before me and reorient your heart? Because I want something. See, God is a God like an idol to to them, to get what they want. Now you see why Jesus gives this model. It's going to shock you, hopefully. Christ gives us principle. Christ gives us a clear model for prayer. Here's a statement. Why do you think we can do it better or come up with a more effective way to pray? Oh, because that's we have we have to we have an issue of idolatry. We worship idols. We worship ourselves because we think we could do it better. When the Holy Spirit clearly states that we can't pray because we pray as we ought not to pray. Matthew 9, Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Here it is. You guys ready for the model? Love how Jesus teaches them to pray. And this is what it says. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Literal translation, from evil, not evil one. I don't know about you, but I'd like to be delivered from all evil, not just the evil one. Just saying. What's the model here? Why does Jesus teach them to pray like this? Are you guys ready? First, exalt or praise. Here it is. Start with God. Exalt or praise. Exalt Him or praise Him. Our Father in heaven, holy be your name. If, you will, if, if there's anything the elders know and people that pray with me know, I start with God, I end with God. I've, I've purposed to think through following the model because it reorients my heart, my mind, my will. The things I desire, I want to be what he desires. That's the whole point of prayer. Start with him. Exalt or praise. Our Father who in heaven, um, our Father in heaven, holy or hallowed be your name. Second, surrender. Surrender. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not my will, your will. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Do you see the difference here? So when we praise him and start with him, 
then we're going to be able to really understand the point of surrendering to him because he's the king. He's the masterful one. He's amazing. He's majestic. He's beautiful. It's easy when you realize that I am nothing to surrender my will and desires to him and him alone. As a result, you then can go before him and ask him for your needs. Why? Because you've given praise to the king, you've surrendered your will, which means your will is now, is now become his will because you've surrendered your will to his will and you say, give us this day our daily bread. Why, do we, why does he use this term? In other words, he's saying, to the, he's saying to you this, God, you are the source of my existence. Give us this day our daily bread. You notice he doesn't say, hey, I really want them brand new sneakers. You know, I want that nice car. No. You're the source of all life for me. Take care of my daily, my physical needs, spiritual needs. Here we go. You ready? So fourth. So first is exalt and praise. Second, surrender. Third, ask according to his will. Fourth, repent. Spiritual need. What's your most important spiritual need? To get right with God. What does John say? 1 John 1, 9. That if we confess that we have sinned, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. Repent and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Forgive us. Help us to forgive. Jesus says, if you do not forgive your brother... I will not forgive you. Repent, number four. Number five, because we've exalted God and glorified him, because we've surrendered our will to his will, because we have asked according to his will and we've repented and gotten ourselves in right mind for him, we then can petition him. A petition And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Notice notice what the petition is. The petition is not, hey, I would really like... No, the petition is, make me more like Jesus. Keep me from sin. And keep evil from me, that I may walk in the holiness of, of your presence. What's the one thing that keeps us from being able to talk? I know men, you guys know this, fathers... If things aren't right with our wives, what happens to your prayer? Sometimes it feels like it hits the ceiling. Right? I'm looking at all the men. You're like, why are you pointing at me? I'm, I'm. Everybody gets a little bit, including me. Right? Petition. Lead us not into temptation. Make me right. Make me like Christ. Keep me from failure and keep me from evil. Lastly, not all, not, um, this, this particular phrase is not found in the earliest manuscripts, nor in the modern manuscripts, though it is, it is placed in there as a footnote because the earliest manuscripts don't have this in there. I will share this with you, though. It does fit amazingly. There's really nothing in here at all that would make us think that, God, that Jesus would not have said this. Okay? Just making it clear. King James would have it in some of the other translations. 
but this is what it says. So if we start with God, we surrender our will, we ask according to his will, we repent to get ourselves right, we then petition him to make us more like Jesus, we then go back to him and give him all the praise and glory. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, when you think about a model prayer, and the the disciples go, teach us to pray, and he says, this is how you should pray, then how should you pray? I mean, should we pray like Joel Steen? Nope. There's a way to pray. He's given us the model. Now, what's interesting about this model is it doesn't, as long as you are really following the model, then everything gets reoriented and your prayers get heard and answered. How do we know? Because to be honest with you, God answers the prayer of Mount Eaton Church. It's amazing. You guys are praying, most of you guys are probably praying like this and don't even realize it. That's a spirit of God thing. I mean, how many times have we seen people healed and we haven't come over and like smacked them in the forehead and threw a jacket? I mean, think about it. Why? Because our hearts are right with him. The whole point of prayer is to reorient. Prayer is not a means to get something, nor a way to seem more spiritual, nor a duty. It's an act of worship and love. It's not a time to brag or give advice. Drives me nuts when I listen to people pray, and they go, Lord, help this man, Lord Jesus, because I'm about to kick him. My kids are driving me crazy, Lord. I don't know what to do. You know, the kids sitting next to you and just put your hand on them and just cast them out, Lord. Just, Lord. Exactly. And so what ends up happening is that we end up giving advice to people during our prayer time. How irreverent is that? It's not time for you to say to somebody, get your act together. It's not a time to point out others' faults or issues, nor a time to remind God to fix others so that my life can be better. It is a time to reorient your heart, a time to position yourself properly before a holy God, a time to present yourself in humility, a time to come to Daddy in faith and assurance that Father God hears you. That's what prayer is all about. A time to truly rely on him because we do not pray as we should. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 through 27. You can write that down. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. What's implied here is we are weak in our flesh. We don't pray as we should. You can't pray as you should because you live in a fallen, broken body that has not been redeemed yet. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is 
the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Why do you think Jesus gives us a model? He gives us a model because left to our own demise, we'll come up with all kinds of ways to pray and go, that's awesome prayer time. You're like, why are you so adamant about this? Because remember, your prayer tells me more about your heart than your wallet. It's a time to love and worship him. It's a time of refreshing and strengthening. It's a personal, private time with him to enjoy him with no distractions. It's, a, it's our time together as God's people with him. A time alone with him. When we gather together, let's praise him. Let's follow the model together. Lift him high. Make the world know him by our proclamation of the goodness of our God. And that in the midst of all that, that we are sinful. And Lord, that, he, that, he, that you would forgive us of our sin. So that we can willingly and openly come before you and have the right attitude of mind to know what to ask for. When you come together, pray with intent. It is a time for comfort and peace. A time to know him more deeply as we pray through his word. So meet with him continually in prayer and you will absolutely be changed. Make sure that your prayer time is purposeful. That you go before God to reorient your heart with him. That doesn't mean that you can't go and petition for your spouse or petition for your kids. But make sure that you've done everything you have to do to make sure your heart and your mind, your will, your desires are all reoriented in his will according to his word. And then when you pray for them, you pray for them according to their word. Lord, that you would save them if they do not know you. Lord, that you would conform them into the image of your son as you have promised because they belong to you. And Lord, that you would draw out of them and that they would commit, according to your word of Romans 2, that they would not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of their mind, Lord. Renew their mind. Don't conform that person into my image, but Lord, conform them into yours. You see the difference when you're reoriented? When you start with him and you go through the process and you end with him, how much, how much more, it's, yes, it, I said much more, it's bad English, I don't care. How much, much? How much more, much? Your prayer life is with the holy, amazing God. Have you ever thought about prayer from that perspective? So let me give these to you one more time. Exalt or praise. Surrender your will to his will. Ask according to his will. Repent of your sin. Ask him to, for, to help you forgive others. Petition 
him for your conformity in, uh, into Christ and help others to be more like Jesus and exalt and praise. Give all the glory to him when it's all done. Very simple. He's not a nice model. That's an amazing model. I'll be honest with you. Uh, at a couple of times, you know, I'm praying with the guys Wednesday night, and they're like, man, it's a model. It's, it's not mine. I just follow it. Your, your prayer life will be um, so refreshing. If you follow Christ's model, you don't need to change it. That being said, we're going to pick up next week in the doctrine of prayer as we start looking through um, why we, well, we gave you the how and the why. What should you pray? I gave you the model and when. We're going to deal with the issue of when uh, next week. And then we'll start going through some examples of prayer, Old Testament, New Testament. I will tell you, we're going to go through Hannah's prayer. An amazing prayer. A prayer of a, a woman who loves her God. And then we'll go through the prayer of Jesus. So we got a lot to go through over the next several weeks. Father, I want to thank you so much for your faithfulness and goodness. To you be honor and glory. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you again for all the spiritual manna, the reality of the truths that prayer is a reorientation of our heart and our mind, our will, our desires, that, your, that our needs are fully found and met in you. Help us to forgive as you have forgiven us and to love others as you have loved us, to honor and lift you high in all things proclaim your wonderful name the name of Yeshua the God who saves Lord we thank you and praise you in Jesus name Amen